Welcome to Living La Vida in Japan. I'm your host, Ninja Eddie here. Now check it out. Before we get into the scoop of things, I'd like to talk about my sponsors. Living La Vida in Japan is sponsored by Shield of Honor, Secret of the Tsar. This book is an adventure fantasy book that takes place somewhere in the past. It is a very cool book. I highly recommend you check it out. And I put the link in the description. You could buy it on Amazon, ebooks, and many other retails. Check it out today. It's also sponsored by Shuriken t shirts. Shuriken is a brand new t shirt that's influenced by Mexican, Japanese, and American culture. They make very awesome t shirts. I will put that as well in the description box. They are in teespring.com and the store is Shuriken, which translates to Ninja Star. Now, for this week, I'm going to do a little things different this week. I actually received an email asking me one question because I believe last week I said that it's been over pretty much going on three years that I've lived in Japan and someone asked me and they asked me if you could go back what would you tell yourself three years ago that you would need to do if you were moving to Japan three years ago you know well what I would do is the first thing that I actually would change is I would study Japanese more <laughs> before I came to Japan I only took Japanese for one year at Ohio State now that was like awesome year like everything I learned in that class I'm, I'm using it now and even more but had I known I was gonna move to Japan I would probably have taken you know all my years there studying Japanese I would have focused on Japanese had I known I was going to live here. I didn't know that. That wasn't part of my plan. But, you know, things change. You know, plans change and you have to adapt to new situations. So that's what I did when I got here. But have I had the chance to do it all over again, I would have taken pretty much all my time at Ohio State to study Japanese. Because it's very important. I know in when I applied to the job, they said... You know, you don't really, it's not really that necessary, but let me tell you, it is. Not because of the job, but it's because when you go outside of the school, because I'm a school teacher, you know, the Japanese that I knew from school, I used it all the time to do everyday things from shopping, getting a haircut, and just basically asking for directions. So if I could do that all over again, I would have studied Japanese a lot, lot more. Another thing I guess you could say, I I don't know, see, I was very fortunate when I moved here because I already had a family here, like I already knew, you know, my wife already, I knew her family and I got along with them perfectly, but like I guess if I didn't have them, I guess what I would do is just uh, try to find ways to hang out and meet new people because I have met many different um, foreigners here that tell me that they feel lonely because they don't have friends and you know I guess if you live like in a big city like Tokyo that wouldn't be such a problem or Osaka but like me I live in the countryside and not many people speak English here like I would say not that many <laughs> and it would be very important to establish some form of friendship with someone to go hang out like me every weekend when I didn't go teach I would go see you know my girlfriend now my wife and her family so 
that was amazing for me. So, you know, my advice if someone's moving to Japan to have some join a club or something so you could communicate because a lot of people get lonely here. I also would recommend to learn a little bit about the culture because there's so many different culture differences in Japan versus the US. So it like I already knew the different things that happen here simply because you know my girlfriend now my wife lived here so I would talk to her every day on the phone so I kind of understood what goes on and everything but if you're have no idea I would highly recommend you know the proper ethics of what to do like people bow here for for everything and and you know everything is completely different like a different world it, it's kind of hard to explain even the 7-Eleven here is way different than what you would find in the U.S. I, I probably mentioned this before, but my brother, like, every time we talk, he always says how his mind was blown when he came to 7-Eleven, that it was totally what not he expected. But that's Japan for you. Another thing that happened this week was there was a typhoon here that hit a few days ago. But luckily for us... It just missed us. Like, we just got heavy rains. But one thing about living in Japan is you can't avoid the natural disasters. I mean, I haven't talked about this, but I experienced my first earthquake in 2016. I think it was during the fall. That was when I first moved to Japan. Like, I moved to Japan in July. So I lived here. I've already been living here for a few months. And I'll never forget the first time I experienced an earthquake. I was actually on the phone with my wife. She was working, but I was on lunch break. She was on lunch break. So we were both talking on the phone. And I remember uh, I was sitting down at my desk. I was talking on, on the cell and I was just looking up uh, random stuff on YouTube. And my wife was on the phone and we were talking. Then all of a sudden, uh, I felt the table shake. I At first, I was like, okay, I not touching the table why is it shaking and then it, it got to an even bigger shake I was shaking and I was like wait what's going on and I remember I was on the phone with my my girlfriend well now my wife and she she said whoa did you feel that and I'm like wait is this an earthquake I remember I immediately got out of the chair because the room was shaking I remember I looked at the, the window and I could see the vibration of the window it was like oh my goodness is this gonna break what what do I do I remember I asked my I asked my wife what do I do and I and I will ne never forget the bells they have an alarm system that goes off when something like that happens and I will never forget that sound like the the chimes the bells make from the school to warn everyone in you know in the city in the town to to be careful, there's an earthquake hitting. I'll never forget that sound. Like that sound, I can't explain the sound, but it's just, it, to me, it's like a chimes, bell chimes. They just are like embedded in my brain right now. Like, like I could remember that sound very clearly. Like it was very distinct because, you know, I was scared. I've never experienced an earthquake in my life. I, you know, I grew up in Chicago. Chicago doesn't get earthquakes, and and I remember my. My wife said, like, don't worry, it's okay, it's okay. And I remember I was running around the room like like a chicken, like a, like a chicken without a head. I, I didn't know what to do. 
I remember it's like, should I hide under the desk? What should I do? And then before I could react again, the, the it, it stopped. That was my first experience. And not too long ago, there was actually a ty- another typhoon. Well, it wasn't a typhoon. It was heavy rain. It rained for maybe four or five days straight. And that's when all of here where I live got flooded. We almost actually had to evacuate. I mean, there was a big natural disaster in Japan. Many lives were lost. You know, it hit all over uh, western Japan. I want to say western Japan and Hiroshima area and Okayama. And it was just... The crazy thing is... I, Me and my wife were right in the middle of where the craziest stuff happened. And... The only reason we weren't affected as bad is because we were we live on higher ground. Like like I was like when we got to the school the the school was flooded. Like it was completely flooded the the area. And I remember when we were driving uh it was uh, it was flooded. The streets were flooded and I remember I'm like why are we going to school? I mean there's no need to go. I I mean I think they're closed. And then we turn on the street where the school is located. And I remember the scene where the school was flooded. And then the street where me and my wife on lunch go go to eat to at this uh, deli place. I remember the first thing I said was like, how are we going to cross the street to get lunch? <laughs> Without thinking about the actual school itself. When we got to the parking lot, I was like, I was like what? They can't have school, school now. And I remember when we got there. Um, they told us, oh, I just messaged you, the, the school's canceled, and I'm like, thank you, and then that's when my phone went off, and I'm like, you know, why didn't you send us earlier, we could have avoided all this mess, and I remember that was a very interesting day, because uh, I was debating whether we should evacuate into the evacuation centers, because the water reached pretty much our house, it was already at our doorstep, and I remember... You know, thinking, what should we evacuate? Should we stay? And I remember I decided to ride the storm out, and I said, no, 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 let's 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 wait, let's stay here. I remember after we got home from school, we were here for pretty much the whole day. You know, we actually went grocery shopping during the middle of the storm. Believe it or not, we went walking, and I don't think it was such a good idea on my part, but you know, I can't change the past. The next day was very interesting too. I, I actually went jogging. Uh, through the town, you know, I have my own running spot. It's a very nice, actually, running route. It's a six-mile loop. It, one one lap is six miles, and you get to see the most beautiful, amazing scenery. Like you get to see beautiful rice fields. You get to see old houses, temples. You get to see, you know, the modern stuff that that is, you know, now in this in this town. So you get to see a, a, a mix of how many th- different things. And when I was jogging, I got to see the most craziest things. I Like I saw a car that was in the river floating because of the, of the flood. I saw many cars that were flipped over, you know, underwater. And my running path had to be, I had to change the path because many of the places I run through were flooded. So I couldn't go, I had to go around. And it was pretty crazy because I didn't realize how bad it was because you know I didn't really watch TV that day I remember when we came back we were just chilling at home we were just 
uh, relaxing and just talking about if we, we are going to evacuate or not. And I was working on something else. And I remember uh, I saw the news the next day and I realized that, yeah, it was really that bad. So we survived it. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, when I look at it, it was really bad, but the crazy thing is uh, no one, none of the news ever, didn't uh, announce it. It was going to be a terrible rainstorm. All they said was heavy rains, but they didn't expect that it would be this flooded. Now, now go to the actual typhoon that was supposed to hit. We were supposed to hit two typhoons at the same time, typhoon 19 and typhoon number 20. So that's 20 storms in thus far. That's kind of crazy. And I remember uh, the meteorologists were, in my in my opinion, were trying to scare us because they were like, "Oh, you should leave now. You should go because of the because if you get caught, you can't escape." And blah 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 blah. And I remember my wife was worried. I told her, I told her, "Wait, wait. Let's let's think about this thing. It's supposed to rain, you know, for a whole day." I said it took four to five days of heavy, heavy rain for us to get almost to the point of evacuation. I said I doubt it one day of of rain is going to do anything. But granted, it, the typhoon also was bringing strong wind, like hurricane-like winds. And I remember I said, okay, let me... Because they were claiming that the two storms were going to hit exactly where we live. So I, I went to the, you know, the weather website and i looked at the trajectory of the hurricane of the typhoon and one of them was going to south korea and yes they were supposed to meet but not where they said like i i saw the the estimated trajectory and they were supposed to meet somewhere in the sea and even that the one of the, the typhoon was supposed to completely miss us we were supposed to get only the the partial edge of the eye of the storm. So I said, you know, this doesn't look as bad as they say it's going to be. I think it's just going to be some rain. I don't think we're going to get any remotely close to what they are, you know, trying to sell us. And sure enough, it was just raining and it stopped raining the next day and it was okay. So, you know, I that was a good thing that I actually, you know, try to figure out what was going to happen because, you know, it's pointless just to leave to evacuate if it's unnecessary. But the first one where I was talking about where it got flooded, that one was very close. We were very close to leaving, but thank goodness it didn't happen. Anyhow, thank you so much for tuning in to the podcast, Living La Vida in Japan. I'm your host, Ninja Eddie. Next week, we'll see what I talk about. If you have any questions, Please shoot me an email at livinglavidainjapan at gmail.com. We also have a Facebook page, Living La Vida in Japan on Facebook and Living La Vida in Japan on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter as well. If you want to follow me on Instagram, that's ninja underscore, underscore Eddie. That wraps it up for this week. I will talk to you all later. Muchas gracias. Arigatou gozaimasu. Hasta luego. See you later. Matane.